The Jacob Media Sports Network, in partnership with 97.3 ESPN, brings you the Mays and Aton Show. Middays with Harry Mays and Aton Shander. Now, it's the Midday Show with Harry Mays and Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN Radio. Well, yes, it is. As we are live at Parks Casino on a Friday, noon to 2. And you can go to parkscasino.com slash PA. Download the app. Use our promo code SWEET. And you can be part of the action as well. You don't even need to be here at the magnificent, beautiful sports book that we have the pleasure and real privilege, if you will, to be at. And bet and watch TV for a couple of hours a week here, including the highlights as we're watching from last night's Sixers-Celtics game. But make sure, again, you go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code SWEEP, and you can get a risk-free bet of up to $500. I don't know if it was risk-free or not, but did you close out going into the night last night taking the Philadelphia 76ers minus one and a half because if you did, Harry, that you were riding the momentum of Joel Embiid. Yes. Not responding as far as a negative, which for some reason was totally misconstrued on Twitter last night, but such is life. But actually, what would you call it? Actually, not submitting, but acquiescing? Yes, acquiescing. Is that a good term? I would think that's a good term. That might be the first time I've ever properly used that term. To his critics. Yeah properly saying even at the end you guys were right because i think a lot of us felt that said thank you he did yeah he <laughs> said thank you very much we've got the audio and we, we want to play it because it's it's really remarkable stuff okay now real quick before we get into that because yeah. joel Embiid and what happened last night and him dominating the game is, is the top story but what should be number two not 1a notice i say number two mm-hmm. i haven't even heard this mentioned today and I'm waiting before Glenn from EHT sneaks in on the fall on the call line here because I haven't even heard it mentioned today. Where in the world, not Carmen San Diego, but Benjamin Simmons? Yes. Where was he? I don't know. That hasn't been discussed. It's what? almost like you get one from one, you get another from another. Like, can we get just that complete game from both? Well. Is going to win you a playoff series or three. How about the one guy show up and do something when the other guy is taking a blow on the bench for a couple of minutes? I mean, there was an instance last night, and Charles Barkley, to his credit, pointed it out at halftime with video, video evidence of Embiid off the court, Ben Simmons taking the ball down, giving up the ball, and then going down to the the left low block and just sort of standing there, just kind of... Hanging out. Fading. Hanging out. He's being guarded by Kemba Walker, who's 5'11 and a half on a good day. Doesn't he make doesn't sense. demand the ball. He doesn't even want the ball. Okay? It was like, I'm going to just hang here. Maybe I'll get a rebound if one of you guys shoots and misses. But I'm just going to chill. And he pointed it out. And that kind of stuff cannot happen. And that's partly on the coach, too. If it's happening, the coach needs to, to address it. Yeah, well, I think this is the crux of the issue that, again, is secondary because the first thing is great. Joel Embiid had a monster performance last he night. He was tremendous. Absolutely. Now, people are asking, why can't that be every single night? And Well, that's what, that's what Shaq and, and exactly. Charles are asking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But even still, without the, without the Ben Simmons stuff, if you just table that for a second— just look at what it took 
to get that type of performance out of Joel Embiid mm-hmm. as opposed to what he said the last performance, which wasn't anywhere close to that, where it was kind of like, you know, I'm not having fun anymore. Yeah. And so what what is what are we left to believe here? That somebody, maybe coach, maybe general manager, maybe front office, I don't know, maybe fiancé who's – Gil would throw out on a text. Who the hell knows? Yeah, who knows? But somebody most likely with some reach to him or the perceived best interest for him. Some influence on him. Exactly. That's a better term. Is asking this guy, hey, man, curb it. Like, chill out. Don't be as crazy. Don't be as wild. Fill in the blank of what, you know, he's being asked to do. Doesn't respond to that. Comes out and publicly outs that and says, I, I, I need to get back to being me. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. Versus Chuck and Shaq publicly criticize him, and he responds with a near 40-point night. Yeah, and actually what had a phone call with, with Shaq, right? Yeah. I mean, Well, you know, they had the post-game interview and then also the phone call. There was call. also a phone right. call, apparently, like before the game, yes. right? Yes. And, you know, he's taking criticism from guys that he obviously respects in the game which is great. Um, you know, this is not the first time this has happened, but it, it's kind of unique the way this happened because it unfolded on television. Right. You know, during the, you know, the TNT show. It, it's, it's kind of playing out in public on television, which is really bizarre. But yeah, I, You're right. You know, it it's not, this is not the first time where, where a young NBA star has called up a veteran in the past, you know, from the past and said, hey, man, I right. really appreciate you critiquing my game. I want to learn more from you, all that kind of stuff. But you just never really hear about it. You might have heard, you know, yeah, Kobe, Kobe Bryant did this or whatever, but you don't get the detail. You don't have it unfold right before your eyes. This is like unprecedented stuff. It is. Isn't it? Uh, no, you, and I think you're right where it's happening where it's not happening anywhere else. Or if it's happening anywhere else, he's not responding to it. And I don't hold him accountable for it. It might be the message. It might be the messenger. Who the hell knows? But there is something to a game that has been dominated by the top 3% in the history of the game. Those are the guys that win championships. Everybody else is kind of along for the ride. Mm -hmm. One of those guys is Shaq, whether or not you like it. Whether or not NBC Sports Philly or anybody else likes it. Shaq is a legend in the NBA. Yeah. Okay? He's got rings to prove it. It's amazing. And this was even before Kobe turned into Kobe, and they turned into a dynamic, and you saw what Kobe blossomed past Shaq. Like, don't look at them as peaking at the same time. It's almost like Shaq, his trajectory was going up, 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 and just as he started to, like, plateau, meaning his best, Kobe started to go up, 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 and then he starts to go while Kobe still go. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's not the same. My point of this all is that was more people saying criticism today, Harry. I think you can look at what happened with Shaq and Charles, and after that, the result that Joel Embiid did, and please, let's credit Joel Embiid here for what he did, as coaching. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. to me, was the best coaching that he got. Right. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Now, we'll see if this transpires on a more regular basis. You know, I, I know we got the audio. Let's just play it. What do, what do you say? Yeah. This is from last night, yeah. post game on TNT. Shaq and Charles talking to Joel Embiid. Well, Joel, number one, terrific game tonight. Listen, we don't expect you to get 38 points every night, but we need you to be aggressive because when you're a great player, and you are a great player, you have to set the tone for your team every single night. And we're not going to let Ben off the hook either. 
Ben's got to be more aggressive, especially when you go out the game. But I picked you guys to get to the finals, and I just need you it, it, to lead this team every single night. And I'm going to stay on you. I know you get mad at me sometimes, <laughs> but I'm going to stay on you because you got a chance of being the best player in the world. We don't say that about a couple of players. And you were terrific tonight and just, hey, keep it going, man. Keep it going. I appreciate you. I'm, uh, I, I've really listened to what you said at Shaq, and, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep walking. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to use that and try to get better every single night and bring it every single night. Thank you. Joe, this is me, Shaq. Forget being a basketball player that's played, whatever. As a fan, that was fun to watch. As a Thank big you. man fan, that's fun to watch. You dominated the game. You shot high percentages. You played well. You had fun. You played hard. Your teammates followed you. And this is how you're supposed to play every night. I know Charles just said he doesn't expect you to get 38 every night. I do. I've seen it before. I got you. you can do it. You have it in you. And, you know, you have to get to the point in your career where you look at the people and be like, oh, tomorrow we play Minnesota, I'm getting 40. And challenge yourself to that. You could do this, what you did tonight. Do it every night. I'm proud I of you. you. And I thank you for listening. A lot of people call their mamas trying to get people fired, do all that stuff. <laughs> but you listen. We appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Everything you said. Thank you. Now, was that last part a shot at Damian Lillard? I, I don't know. I don't know what, what that intent was, but that was awesome. That was great. I mean, seriously. That was one of the best back and forth. And, and I don't know why the first reaction is to stick it to Shaq or Charles and try to, with baseless accusations, devalue what those two guys did after the night that Joel Embiid had. And maybe more importantly, the audio we just played. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a guy who is more than willing to respond in a positive way to two guys who are fans of Joel Embiid. Like, that does not sound like a contentious interview no. where two guys are just set up to rip him. Those guys are fans of Joel Embiid. Yeah, and they see the potential. Yeah. You know, that, that he is basically unguardable, and if he desires, if he's got that inner desire on a, on a nightly basis, he can just take over games. Right. And they see that, as do we. I mean, yeah. you, you don't need to be, an, uh, you know, a 20-year NBA veteran, you know, to figure that out. But he's going to take the, the – the, he's obviously taking the advice and the criticism to heart from those guys. Right. You know, rather than fans. And I get that. Uh, you know, but this is just something that I was just amazed by. He's, he's actually thanking them on yeah. national television. It is amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. I'll say this. It, it is, to your point, just about thanking and recognizing and responding – it is, it's refreshing to see the older guys go the route in which they are. Because remember, these are the guys who Wade, LeBron, other guys who are up there or up in age like mm -hmm. Wade would accuse and say, you know, you guys are jealous. You know, things have changed. Right, this isn't right. the NBA you played in. You guys have to stop being so... With all the vitriol, you have to stop being so critical. Remember, there was this conversation yeah. that was going on last year. That's about their job. The, exactly. And, and that's where that last part about Shaq saying guys run to their mamas to try to get people fired. There is, I think, a that part right there. I almost want to have Josh, if we could isolate that and play that back after the, we play the big stuff as well. But 
that right there was like, we talk about Joel Embiid having that moment last night where he connected on the floor, connected with these guys. I think those guys connected with him after they heard him say that. Mm -hmm. Like, there is so much of mutual respect in that. Uh, Let's just listen to this piece isolated here. Thank you for listening. A lot of people call their mamas trying to get people fired, do all that stuff. But you listen. We appreciate you, brother. Look, man, Shaq is, is always going to be Shaq. Like, oh, yeah. He's always going to be funny. He's he always going to add a joke. But there is a lot of truth in what he said, which is thank you. He said thank you for listening twice mm-hmm. in there. There is now, if it wasn't already there, there is a true newfound respect with Mutual these guys. respect. Absolutely. Yeah, and, 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 Absolutely. And I tell you, I, this is a good thing. Oh, yeah. For no, I, I think it's a, it's a fantastic thing. Isn't it for fans of this t- this team? Yes. That you now, you know, maybe this is the wake-up call that we've all been, you know, asking for. You know what I mean? And it, and it took Shaq to do it. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. It took Shaq now, and, and Chuck. And Chuck, Chuck said, I'm not letting Ben off the hook here in his piece, right? Well, you, now, we got to get, get this message to Ben. I don't know how you can simultaneously get these guys to do what we've seen go on over the last week or so. I I don't know. Now, how much of this – see, that's the thing. Like, how much of this can you look at from the Embiid standpoint? Say, look, Embiid got criticized. He responded. Mm -hmm. We've seen this before with Ben Simmons. I think the counter to all of this has been, hey, why does it take all of this to get these guys going? And to be fair to Joel Embiid, I don't want to put them in the same boat yet because to be fair to Joel Embiid, we haven't seen him be taken out of game. Even last night, the same team two years ago that took him out of the playoffs took him out last night. Talking about Ben now. with the Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen that with Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid takes himself out of a game because he's sick or something like that. But what does Ben have? Like Marcus six, six Saul's shots? the only dude taking him out. Six yeah, I think it was minus. Shots or something um, like that. I think he, at one point he was minus 14. It was, yeah. Embiid was, a, Embiid was a plus 21 last night, 38 points, 13 rebounds. Now, and got to the free throw line a bunch. I wonder if you look at what you brought up last night about sitting him. Simmons finished minus two, but he played a ton of minutes with Embiid on the floor. How about uh, Mike Scott last See, night? Oh, think about this. Do you realize how difficult it is for both Harris and Simmons? At least Harris is contributing, so yeah. his, his total, like his net value is going to be a little different but i mean my goodness ben simmons seven points minus two and he's on the floor the entire time with mb at least tobias harris had time on the floor where it wasn't with mb as much but still he finished minus two and b was plus 21 yeah in a game that finished six point differential incredible and truly came down to a bucket before you know it's just kind of lagged all right we do have a football game to get to yes and I don't know as far as how much things have changed, but it looks like two things are going to happen. It looks like, and Steve Zabin's going to join us in 45 minutes, so we'll talk to him about this. But I heard from someone down there, not named Steve Zabin, this team is going to do what they always do. They're going to get something going at least with a second of success in the run game. 
and then abandoned it for no reason whatsoever because it's the Philadelphia Eagles and they're going up against the Eagles, and I don't know why that's what they do. And they're going to ask this rookie, they're going to ask this Haskins kid to throw the ball 40 times. You think so? I do. That's what I was told by a reputable source down really? in Washington. Yes. Wow. Well, I, I hope that's the case, right? Well, yes, I hope it's the case. Because that means he's going to throw three picks. Yeah, you well, would, you think, would hope. Right? Now, here's another thing. On the flip side, the Philadelphia Eagles have a major advantage over the Washington Redskins. But they themselves and the Eagles are guilty of doing exactly what we just labeled the skins of doing. Mm -hmm. Setting up something that works really well and then abandoning it for no reason. Yeah. The run game. You can run on the Redskins. You can run all over. Yeah. Carson Wentz. You don't even need to throw the football in order to beat Carson uh, to beat the Skins on Sunday. They're that bad defensively when it comes to stopping the run. Now they, yeah, against the run, yeah, against the run, against the run. They're they're yeah. actually not bad against the pass. Yeah, yeah, they're not bad against Dunbar's the pass. Dunbar's a good corner. He is. He's really good. Um, but they're going to be, you know, no Kerrigan, which is really a nice trade-off, really, with no Lane Johnson, because Vitai doesn't have to worry about Kerrigan. Correct. So, because he's got a calf injury, he's going to be out. Um, but Haskins, I'm looking here at his numbers. You know, through the games that he has he has played and started, the most he's thrown the ball was 35 attempts against the Jets in a loss. The other the other uh, games, 22, 29, 25, 27 attempts. So you're saying that you're hearing they're going to ramp that up a significant amount against the Eagles. Because they see they see a weakness in this secondary, yes. so McLaren is going to be targeted a bunch. I would imagine, right? Imagine a lot, yeah. right? And outside of that, he's just going to be probably throwing the football out as fast as he can. Dump offs, right? A lot to, of dump offs to set up something for McLaurin. Yeah, and it's just a matter of how often they can set something up deep. That's pretty interesting, though, what you lay out there. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm curious to see that really transpire. I don't know. I mean, is that really the recipe to try to win the game is let this kid throw it 40-plus times? I don't think that the Eagles are trying. Oh, you're saying as far as the, the Redskins' point I'm, of view. I'm telling you, man. Wow. They have a history of abandoning the run against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. They Even last week, or game one, right, I mean, Adrian Peterson are all out there, they were throwing the football. Mm-hmm. That was with a different quarterback. It was with a different quarterback. But I'm saying even they seem to have a history of abandoning the run when it comes to going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. Maybe it's the last three years, whatever it is, but there is a glaring trend of wanting to throw the football as much as possible. So this game here, you can win it, you can spoil, you can add those elements, a divisional opponent, but at the same time, what the hell are you going to do? Hand the football over to Chris Thompson or Adrian Peterson? Or are you going to have a, a rookie who you're still a little unsure about yeah. throw the ball as much as possible? It actually makes sense. For a team as bad as Washington in the standings right now, record-wise, it actually would make sense to have the kid throw the ball a bunch just to see what he is. Well, yeah. Well, there's the just to see what he is side or we want to win the game side. I don't you know, know which, what, which is it. Well, that's where that's where Saban comes in yeah. because I don't know how much of the middle ground is met in this football game. Hmm. I, I'm going to do something. What are we, week 15, so we've got 15, 16, 17, and then we have the playoffs, the wild card round, right? Right. So 
I want to do something with you each week until we're done with the NFL season. What do you mean? I want to have you and somebody else out there, all right? Everybody on the text board is eligible, okay? Is this a gambling thing? It's quasi. Josh doesn't have picks today. There's only one college football game. I know, and he's not going to give us Army points? I thought, I mean, this is his Super Bowl, Army-Navy. Seriously. He loves the service academy. And you would think Army is riding that with an 11.5-point favorite, I think, now? Ten and a half. Ten and a half, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's ten and a half. But that, I thought, you know, he he would give us Army-Navy. He may give us some props for the game, and then maybe he'd go into the Division uh, I AA playoffs. And give us a wow. game or two. I would be interested in that. Now, you know? is that is that doable? I don't know. Because, Josh, we don't want to add any uh, extra stress to your day here. <laughs> I, I say that's that seriously. What, that's what we do. Well, I mean, th- this whole show is extra stress yes. for Josh, to be fair. We, we do have callers on the line. He's probably more. I, I think you should get the callers before there we get to go. my picks. I was, I was just about to say that. Yeah. All right, let's get Glenn and EHT because I'm sure he wants to use last night's amazing performance, dominating performance by Joel Embiid as a side end around to get to the frustrating performance by Ben Simmons. Is that anywhere near accurate at all? And good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon to you guys. Somewhat, but I have to say, Joel Embiid, I've always been a fan of just a basketball fan. Joel Embiid, what he did, the way he reacted to what he did last night, he's, I'm a bigger fan of his now. I love that reaction. I don't know if it's because I'm pushing 50 now, but when I see these younger guys and how they react to certain things, that's what makes me fan of theirs. I mean, I love the Greek freaks. I like. I just like the way these guys seem. Joel Embiid, what he did last night, the way he acted, I love that. My whole point about Joel Embiid, my thing goes back to Ben Simmons. When Joel Embiid had that bad game the other night, I said to myself, that's not the point. I know Joel Embiid can bring it, so I'm not worried about that. I was on Ben Simmons, and people were like, oh, how do you overlook what Joel Embiid did? I'm not worried about that. He had a bad game. Ben Simmons, that's who he is. He's just an average guy on offense, so average that I hate that he's called a superstar. He's just a good player. He plays great perimeter defense. Please don't bring up his defense. Yeah, I'm I know. giving you defense. Yeah. No, I, his I, offensive I, production is so lackluster and inconsistent. How do people call him a superstar? I, I hear you, Glenn. I, He's it, a good player. It blows my mind how a guy with his skill set, and I'm not even talking about shooting jump shots, okay, or the lack thereof, but the all, all the other stuff that he possesses can disappear, essentially disappear on, an, on, on nights like that. Where he's just, you don't even know he's in the game. Well, Except that, on defense. Yeah. Okay, but like, like you said, when when the ball's in the other end of the court, he's he's a no-show. How? Oh, sorry, I thought Glenn was there. No, I, I, think, I think he's gone. But I, 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 don't, I don't know that, that that's the thing. You have to start to look at it, and you mentioned defensively. It's a different eye of... If the guy is not normally going to score 28 to 30 points and you're not expecting him to score 28 and 30 points and you want him to look and appear dominant, it might just look and appear a different way. Now, to what you're saying about last night and to Glenn's point about an earlier game this week, there are moments in which he does completely fade away yeah, on the offensive end. This is end. not an aberration. No, I, I okay? understand. Is, and nor was I It's more the that. norm than the exception, isn't it? Yes, but I, I still think that there is very little there's very little extreme with Simmons. I think a lot of it is faded into middle ground. Whereas with Embiid it's really straightforward. 
If that guy is healthy and if that guy is in shape, those are two different things. Well, yeah. If the, that guy is healthy and if that guy is in shape and if he gets over whatever mental hurdle he has when he goes up against Marcus Saul, then he's the best player not only as that position, but he's a top five player in the NBA every night. Mm-hmm. That's that's what – okay, we can tangibly identify yeah. that. But you or me or somebody randomly here at Parks Casino where we sit, they can't tell us – What's holding Ben Simmons back from not shooting a three or from, to your point, disappearing completely on one side of a game last night in Boston or elsewhere? Like, nobody can say, well, that's the reason why. No, I, I, I can't pinpoint it at all. That's what I'm saying. So, so there is something going on that is, is much more difficult to identify. I bet the coach draws something up to get him involved. The force, I think he needs to be forced. Ah, man, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I just, I, I wonder if Brett Brown, if the message is just becoming redundant or just fading. It's just fading? Mm. I, I don't know. He asked the family members. I know. He asked, he asked the agent. agent. I put one three-pointer. All right, live at Parks Casino, parkscasino.com slash PA, promo code SWEEP for a risk-free bet of up to $500. You can place that on anything you want. You lose, don't worry, you'll get it returned. Site credit immediately. We all did it when we signed up here the first time. We got that risk-free bet of $500. We placed it on a bunch of different things. For me, it was a football game, but you can do whatever the heck you want. Nobody's going to judge you on it. Nobody's going to mandate that you place it on a tennis match you can place that up to $500 risk-free bet on any sporting event you can find here at Parks Casino or the Parks Casino app you're listening to the Maze and Aton show presented by Dry Guys of South Jersey go to dryguysonair.com and get the help you need with your wet basement dryguysonair.com live at Parks Casino parkscasino.com slash PA. Use our promo code SWEET. We still have Tom and Summers Point. We'll get to this segment. I just 609-403-0976. What? Right? No. Which did I, no, which, which, did which I no, You conflated something again. I, so, on, on the local, sh- the other local show I do here, huh. I was interviewing somebody that I normally talk to on the national show. And I said live in the in the rejoin, Aton Shander, SB Nation Radio. Of course, I was not on oh, SB Nation. So uh, my mind is complete. You, you know who used to do that because he was on so many different platforms. Jody? Yes. <laughs> how did, yes. I, how yes. did I guess right? Because it would be like how did I guess right? our old place, yeah, he'd be on the other place. 98.7 in New York. Serious on the NBA channel. Right. Serious on the MLB channel. I mean, it would oh be, my God. You know, it was a potpourri. And every now and then he would throw out the, the wrong number, which is, you know, to be expected. But I just no, 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 on the phone. I just pulled up the Redskins injury report. Oh yeah, how does it look? Dunbar it look? hasn't practiced at all with this week either. No. So do maybe you, he's going to be out. That would be huge. Do you think that they're going to be down two of those guys? Well, I mean, Kerrigan's already listed as out, and he didn't practice. That's what I'm saying. So I, I'm factoring him into this. Yeah, I mean, he's out. Kerrigan's out. I don't no, know. that's I'm saying like factoring in that he's out. So the second guy being out would make the two guys. Yeah. Well, I, you know, hey, if you don't practice, usually you don't play. That's all I'm saying. So he's got a he's got a hamstring injury. Does Dunbar. 
that's interesting. If he doesn't play, it does help to neutralize what the Eagles are dealing with on the other side. And a lot of their offensive line, practically every one of the guys shows up on the injury report. Some participated, some were limited. So they're banged up, too, like everybody else is. Yeah, I get it. I guess the biggest thing is just the matchup issue. I can't believe we're even having this conversation, but the matchup of Eagles corner secondary versus Skins wide receiver, really Mm -hmm. wide receiver. Receiver, yeah. Passing game. And if the Eagles can stop stop temptation and not ask Carson Wentz to throw the ball 40 times. If Carson Wentz is throwing the ball 40 times. I think that's a mistake. I don't know how you can look at it any other way. We got problems. You want to talk to, speaking of problems, you want to talk to Tom and Summers? Yes. He's got some issues. He's always got problems. Tom, we we know you got some issues here. What's going on? You want to get them off your chest? Fellas, I got more problems than the math book. Come on. (laughs) Look. Harry, Harry, you said a good point about the coach of the Sixers. I want to talk Eagles, but listen, it took uh, Charles and, and uh, Shaq to uh, motivate. Um, Joel. Are you kidding me? Jo- yeah, Joel. Joel should be under the basket because that's where he dominates. And in the playoffs last year, I see him outside shooting threes. Come on. The coach is a problem. I, I, and what is he doing in practice with Ben Simmons? How come he's not drawing up 10, 15-foot jumpers for the kid? Get him confidence. That's a coaching problem. I, I just I, He's the wrong coach for this team as far as Kaplan was the wrong coach for the Phillies. Hmm. And, and listen, it just, I mean, do you disagree? No, no I'm, not, I'm, I'm not there yet, but I'm, I'm close. But it's like, come on. Joel should be under that basket taking over games in the playoffs. Well, what's he doing, shooting threes? That's, to me, that's unacceptable. It comes from the head coach. And, and you need to get Ben Simmons – Shots to motivate them. That's, well, that's, that's the other thing. I, I that's, just... that's the other thing, Tom. If you're Brett Brown and you're seeing this go on, you know, Joel's on, sitting right next to you. He's taking a breather. He's got to come out for a yeah. couple. And you just see what Ben is doing on the offensive end. Don't Isn't it incumbent upon you to just say, hey, look, I'm going to have to force something here. I'm calling a play. And it's going to involve him exactly. taking a shot. Like, you know exactly. Coach has to motivate him. Listen, well, why isn't that, Eagles, Tom? Why hasn't that happened? We, you and I and Harry, we can all sit here and say, man, Shaq, Chuck, we talked, we opened up the show that way. You heard it and you were responding to it. These two guys, Hall of Famers, criticize openly in a positive way, but still criticize openly and beat. He responds. We, you, me, Harry, no etc. We've okay. been talking about this for years, mm-hmm. for years. Why hasn't it happened coach before has- this? Because the coach must not have any cognones. And listen, that's unacceptable. I think he's not the right, he's not the right coach for this team. You need a veteran coach that that players respect. And, and and I just it's a shame because guess what? We're not going anywhere the way they're going. <laughs> ben Simmons needs to be offensively productive. He's an above average ball handler, above average defender, above average passer. But when it comes to offense, he's below average. And listen, superstar? <laughs> no. No, no, no. Tom goes coyotes. Yeah. How about that? How can you say not superstar? No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of of the usage. It's a term that, to our knowledge, can be said on the radio. Yes, yes. Aton. Yes, sir. With his offensive production, how can you call him a superstar? Not yet. Well, you're looking at scoring. I'm I'm looking at the fact that he has influenced the offensive game, like from passing and scoring. Rebounds, defense, right. the whole nine. So look, so I'll, I'll give you I'll give you an example here, right? And and I'll speak more to our childhood, if you will. Okay, 
Now, granted, it's going to look a little different because the guy can shoot. But John Stockton, all right, yeah, would be at 15, 6. He's a career 13. Now, tailed off. But at the time when she was leading the NBA in assists, you know, 17 points per game. But if you're putting up 14 and a half assists per game, think about the offensive productivity. So that was my whole point with Ben Simmons. It doesn't have to do with Rondo or these other guys that don't shoot. You can survive if you're putting up 14 that like high-level numbers of assists. That is what I think is more attainable. You can get 12 assists a night from Ben Simmons, way more than you're going to get 22 points a night. Oh, agreed. Yeah. That's all. Could, no, you, imagine any, could you imagine any offensive production out of Ben Simmons? From the perimeter? I mean, come on. Now, listen, the Eagles, I think the, I think these young wide receivers are going to be a breath, breath of fresh air for Carson Wentz. And, I, you know what, move on. And I think they're moving in the right direction. Alshon, you, you know, or is it our takeaway side, his, his replacement? Well, let's see. Yeah, Tom, listen, we appreciate it, man. I, I don't know if. Well, we got no other choice for the next couple of games. Alshon ain't coming back. I don't know that Aguilar is going to play at all. He's not. Is he going to play against I, Dallas? I can't. Oh, Dallas he is a finally musters him, you know, gets gets it up and Look, uh, goes and plays against Dallas. Gets it up. Him and Jordan Howard. What's what seems to be the injury problem? If he's having a problem, getting you know it what up? I mean. Oh. The knee. Yeah. Is it like the Rockets where no, he can't his lift gum, his, his knee? Gumption. Oh, his you gumption. Oh, his gumption. I mean, like that, that his inner gumption. that inner fire. Yes, you know. Yes, I understand. Is that, that. going to be stoked enough to play against Dallas in a game that they have to have? Look, if I'm if I'm Aguilar and I see Alshon Jeffrey shut down as a business decision mm. or not, and I think I can make a business decision at this point, I wouldn't even fault Nelson Aguilar for shutting himself down. Really? I wouldn't. No, he's out of here. He's not coming back at the clip that he's making. Yeah, but he's still here till then. Doesn't he owe it to the other guys in that locker room to no. play if he can play? I don't think he does, man. I, I don't know. I, mean, I he don't know. owe it to us. Yeah, that's but, true. But, I mean, I'm talking about the other 52 guys. I don't know. Isn't that what it's all about? Isn't that that brotherhood that they all talk about? I think it's easy to say that while omitting the realistic fact, which is I don't know how much money he has guaranteed. I don't know any of that. And this is basically playing. This is walking a tightrope without a harness below yeah. you. See, like when, a net. When you're a college player about ready to get ready to be a professional and you got a bowl game that doesn't really mean anything, right? then I can see shutting it down for a business decision because those other 50 or 80-some guys, are no, they're not going to be your teammates in another week, couple weeks. You're then going to the pros. But if you're, a, you're a part of a professional team that's paying you, and you still got games to play, and you're healthy, you got to play. Well, I, I don't know. I don't think that he's 100% healthy. Well, nobody's 100%, yeah. but you know what but, I mean. But, no, it could be the difference of playing or not, saying, hey, I, I'm 75%, mm-hmm. and I could risk doing damage to my knee. And I think if you say that to somebody out there that you sit alongside on road trips with and you play with and you bang shoulder pads with and practice and all this other stuff, then it's on that person to kind of read you and say, all right, is he telling the truth or not? Well, I mean, I mean, know. Aguilar would know, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if Aguilar's not hurt at all and he's just like, nah, I'm, I'm it, that's it, I'm shut down, then I think he would be found out by his teammates. You think so? Absolutely. How about Camus Grugier-Hill saying he didn't have a concussion? You see that? Saying Aguilar didn't have a concussion? No, himself. Oh, himself. He blamed it on... Uh, the he, medical staff? No, no. He, he stayed in the game when he had a concussion, apparently. 
he was blaming his injury. It was some some other part of his body. Oh, okay. okay. But he had a concussion, and now I Doug see. Peterson addressed it and said that he was selfish for doing that. That's the latest stink. I didn't stink. see that. Yeah. I didn't see. So, wait a second. Did you see that Janoris Jenkins was waived? Oh, they, they waived him? Yeah. Well, well they, yeah, he tweeted. What did he tweet? He tweeted at a fan uh, who I think he obviously gave him some criticism, and he used the R word. He called him the R word, and that apparently was the issue. Racist? No. Oh, R-E. Yes. Yeah, you can't say that. No. So he was released? I, I, now, the Giants are clearly moving off on this guy. So. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no, there was no doubt no. that the Giants are going to bring back Janoris Jenkins. This is kind of like, oh, thanks for making it easy. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm so glad they did this after the Eagles game because then we wouldn't have, you know, we were forced to listen to Jackrabbit. Remember how he was referred to as Jackrabbit about 20 times in a yeah. Monday night game by your boy? My boy. Your guy. Booger. Yep. That's right. Jackrabbit. Jackrabbit. Can we call Boston Scott that for the rest of his career? No, that's not his. That's not his nickname. What's his nickname going to be? I don't know. We have to before the strangle. Look, I'm telling you, man. No, you can't. No, you that, that can't. was Tony. That's Andrew Tony. That's sacrilege. There are people out yeah. there that are like, ah, he's ruining somebody's day right now, <laughs> saying that. We should think you about it. You and I this. know a guy that that would ruin the Oh, thing. I'm telling you. So yeah. Hopefully he nobody might not talk to him. us ever again no. if he heard that. No, and, and he's, he's a grudge holder. Yes, he is. So <laughs> here's what I would ask you, though, is let's look at that. He needs a nickname. Too many times we've got guys that go down with bad nicknames. I'm telling you, Ryan Howard doesn't get injured unless he had a better nickname. I, I think you got to see another game or two out of Boston Scott before he gets a nickname. You don't get a nickname after one game. The Savior. That's my nickname. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Back after this. Listen to Mays and Aton anywhere. You serious, Clark? Download the 97.3 ESPN mobile app now. 97.3 ESPN.com slash app. This is the radio home of Philadelphia Eagles football. This Sunday, the Eagles look to sweep the series with the Washington Redskins. Peterson behind them. First down. Play goes to Peterson, and he's hooked up, thrown down at the line of scrimmage. The countdown to kickoff show with Tony Bruno starts at 10 a.m. Merrill and Mike call all the action starting at 1 p.m. This is where the Eagles play. 97-3. Here on this opening hour, remember... Steve Zabin's going to join us coming up next. Yeah, he's uh, on his way up to Philly for the Army-Navy Radio Row Day. And uh, he's going to check in at 1 o'clock. But we have, we have a tweet that just came down in the last hour. Okay, I'm okay. listening. Our man Jackrabbit at Jay Jenks Lockdown. In other words, Jackrabbit 2.0 to you. Verified. Best news ever. Thank you. That was his response on Twitter Listen, to being man. released by the Giants. I've been there, all right? <laughs> yeah, this sounds like you. I've been there. Now, to now, be fair, I, thing, didn't, I didn't use an offensive no, term in my tweet. The only thing he should have done would have been like, hey, Bucks, sup? sup yep. yeah. or, or hit, like, you know, hit the Eagles up with the eye emoji right, right. or the eyes emoji, right? <laughs> like, what's going on? What's going on? Sup? Hey, I'm telling you, man, 
There is something to that, right? So Giants fans are unloading on this guy, as you would as you would imagine. Well, to what point? Like, is that is what would we do? So that's my question to you. What would we do? What would if, if the Eagles were as miserable and sad of a football team this year as the New York Giants are? What would we do in this case? Would we just turn around and bash the you know what uh, out of him? Well, or? Here, here's a, a couple examples. At PA Rams fan says, bet you'd be the first one offended if someone used a certain word to describe you. And we got um, another one here. Giants history won't remember you. Wow. Um, This is pretty interesting. Yeah, this is a good one, too. Thank you for contributing in the race for Chase Young. That's That's awesome. That's a good one. Whoa, that's great. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. Any other good ones? Uh, The the race for Chase Young might be the best one we've seen on that, right? That's pretty good. And there was another one about about Evans down in Tampa Bay that I got to find. It was pretty good. Just compare, oh, like Mike Evans. Yeah. Maybe R is for roast, as in Mike Evans or, you know, something stupid like that. Okay, great news for the organization. You've been absolutely miserable to watch. Mike Evans is praying you come to the NFC South, ah. just not to the Bucks. Uh, that is amazing. <laughs> Mike you... Evans is done for the season, well, he isn't is, he? But yeah. look, I'm sure that if it's not Evans, the other guy, Chris Godwin, would gladly appreciate that matchup, right? Right. If he had to go up there. Yeah. Do you know that, um, speaking of the Bucks, that your man Jameis... Yeah, he's he's not good. No, but he could actually be, I think, the first quarterback to throw for thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions no, you're right. in the same season. You're right. He he actually is on pace to doing it. <laughs> it's and I don't, I think he's going to shatter it with the interception. Like he's got twenty seven interceptions. How many interceptions does he have this year? I'm going to look it up. It's uncanny. A guy, and we've talked about this before. Yeah, it's just That's uncanny. That's why I bring it up. The guy who can throw and here's the other thing too is i'd like to see how good he is thank you josh 26 touchdowns 23 interceptions right and i'd like to see him without the top or what top three at the very least evans and godwin are the top or the third best wide receiver tandem in the nfl at the very least if they're not the best yeah imagine if he had what carson's working with right now he'd have 40 interceptions I mean, right Jesus. now see that and maybe that yeah. puts things in light about carson wentz well yeah he's not throwing for 353 and one every week but right. look there are guys that have 10 times the talent that carson wentz is throwing to and they can't get it right Jameis winston is just bound to throw a game losing or game tying some sort of major moment where he's going to screw up mm-hmm. by the way get you three What's that? You guys would take a spitball guess at who is the modern era all-time leader in interceptions in a season? Eli Manning. Uh, interesting guess, but no. Modern era. Yeah, since 1970. I mean, there's a guy who had more before 1970, but George Blanda threw 42 INTs yeah, right, in right, 62, right. but that doesn't really count. Okay, so are we talking about a guy that is going to be up there with, like, necessary attempts? Or is this somebody that, oh, you know, he's like up there Dave Craig? Yeah. This, this guy's got more passing yards in his career than some Hall of Famers. Wow. Meaning he's not in the Hall of Fame. He's not. <laughs> he's a chucker, though. Jeff George. 
I like the guess, but you're in the right territory, but wrong teams. 35 interceptions in 1988. For your Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Oh, Gino Toretta. No, Vinny Testaverde. Vinny. Damn. Wow, 35. How many t- how many touchdowns did he have that year? <laughs> how bad were they? Josh. <laughs> he had um, 13. 13 touchdowns and 35 picks? Yes. And so it's a wonder you were able to play that many games. Yeah, yeah. 5 and 11. Picks. What is going on where they Mike, didn't? How, how did they, they not go to? Yes, exactly. How could they not have gone to anybody? Uh, go to a punter. See, because that's the thing. In, in order to have thrown 30 picks, typically you have to be good enough to stay in the game long enough to throw 30 picks. In other words, you're throwing a lot of touchdowns. Right. 13 touchdowns to 35 interceptions. No, I, I don't My like that God. at all. I don't like that at all. Wow. All right, Steve Saban next. And I don't know what we're going to do in place of Josh's picks at 1.30. I have an idea. You have an idea? Yeah, we're going to go totals. Just remember that so I remember that. Say, hey, you, you told me we're going to do something oh, we're with doing totals. totals. All right. All right. Just one. Just one. Media Sports Network, in partnership with 97.3 ESPN, brings you the Mays and Aton Show. Middays with Harry Mays and Aton Shander. Now, it's the Midday Show with Harry Mays and Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN Radio. All right, so we are... Are you sure that Steve is on his way up? He is. And he's not golfing today? No, no, no. He's okay. driving. I, did, I just had to send him a text. He might Maybe just... he heard the first hour and thought, that, yeah, this, this is this, really what the show sounds this like. This show sucks. You know, I'm the only going. time I've heard these guys is when I've been a guest, right. and now I actually hear them talk. Boy, now I'm really listening to the show. This show blows. I'm not jumping on with these guys. Has that ever happened to you before? Um, I guarantee you that you and I, at some point in our careers, have worked with somebody where that's happened to them before, and their producer has told them, like, nah, man. The guy just said, I, I can't do it. Yeah. He's just, just the, the guest called back and said, no, nah, this isn't for me. <laughs> I'm this, sure. This I don't know that me. it's ever happened to me. If it did, uh, whoever the producer was didn't give me the truth. No. You know what I mean? No. Okay. Oh, we got him? Okay, good. All right. So our, our theory here has now been debunked. Yeah. Because the great Steve Zabin is actually joining us now on the Lighthouse Insurance guest line. Steve, we thought that since you're up in this area now, heading up this area, maybe you caught the first hour of the show and thought, wow, this is what these guys actually sound like. Uh, no longer am I going to associate with them. Hardly. You know, <laughs> I'm just driving up through this war zone weather. Mm-hmm. Beautiful day to be driving to the city of brotherly love. And uh, I've been, you know, getting hit with telemarketer calls like we all do on our cell phone. Right. Decline, decline, decline. I see Pleasantville, New Jersey. Good for you, decline. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> yes. I'm like, nope. And Nothing then they, comes then out of Pleasantville. Immediately afterwards, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> and then I'm like, if Pleasantville, New Jersey calls a third time, I'm picking up and I am lighting their hair on fire. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, crap, it's 1 o'clock. This is Harry. Harry and Aton. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, That's hilarious. <laughs> well, Steve, of course, uh, is on the Team 980 down there. He's also on 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee, right? You do the morning-afternoon double dip, and then, of course, he has the fabulous podcast, Zabecast. How is that working out for you now, doing the double shows? You know, it's an interesting thing. People... People don't understand my dual citizenship of sorts. I was on a morning show in Milwaukee for 24 years as their sports guy doing like a 45-minute hit with a couple of FM DJs. And then 
you know, this, uh, you know, iHeart up there opened up a, a sports station and they came after me and they made me an offer I couldn't refuse to do my own show. So I travel back and forth. I still live in D.C. I'm kind of like an adopted son. There are certain fans that get butthurt about it because you know how tribal sports are. Sure. And so it's like, yeah, and now, you know, what makes it worse now is social media. It's sure. sort of like the old mob days where if you had a Gumar, of course, you expected that. That was part of the deal. But you didn't want to be seen around town with her. Mm-hmm. Well, social media now, it's like the one fan base has to see posts and stuff of your other girlfriend. You know, and, and they're like, well, I'm your wife. I don't like the way this looks. Right. You know, you're tweeting about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Exactly. And, the, and, the, and and of course, your bosses, your bosses at both ends are just all up in your you know what about, oh, we need some social here. You need to post, you know, <laughs> yeah, they all think this is the key to radio success is social media. And so so they're both bugging me like, you got to do this, got to do this. And I was like, ah, God, you know what? One side always hates it when I do the other side. You need a burner account. That's yeah. <laughs> you know, something yeah, where like you can. Oh, <laughs> I need a. Yeah. Right, like Sorry. Katie's burner account. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Then it wouldn't be me. No, 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 but it, biggest, it would be you social media, tweeting. The biggest, the, biggest scam, yeah, the biggest scam of Twitter is I don't think I've gained any followers in 10 years. Wow. It, That's it's hard to do. A joke. Well, they, they really. I mean, are, yeah. you gaining, are you guys gaining followers? In dribs and drabs. But you know what's crazy is I've noticed it's give and take. So. I'll go like three weeks and have maybe one or two tweets that have any type of impressions. Everything else will just get buried. And I'll compare it. I've sat next to people. They don't see my tweets. But I'll pick up followers. And then I'll go like three, maybe like maybe two months, Steve, and I won't get a follower. Yet my tweets will get a lot more impression. This is more monitored and doxed than something coming out of North Korea, this this app. It's crazy how much they monitor everything. It is. It's insane. And the shadow banning, yes. and, uh, the unfollowing that they'll say, oh, I'm sorry. Well, we didn't know that. I, we were we're unaware of that. Thank you for contacting us. We'll fix it right away. And then they go back and doing it again. It's nuts. I mean, it's still useful. I still use it every day because I do like to use it to get a feed on. OK, what's happening? Right. I do like when people are funny and creative on it. I, I love the memes, Harry. You know, I'm a sucker yes. for the memes. Yeah. Crying he's, Jordan, the goat of memes. It never you. gets old to me. Me Keep neither. Coming, everybody, I love it. <laughs> he's just, he's just but, here for but, the memes. And, and, I love it. <laughs> right. Oh no, I'm just here for the comments. Sometimes I'll see a tweet and I'll go right to the comments. Like for example, Harry, you'll get this. So some producer for the Golf Channel made the mistake of firing back at people, rightly saying that the commercial load for the President's Cup has been nothing short of a full-fist proctology exam, Mm -hmm. that it's absurd. It's upwards of 24 minutes of ads in an hour. hour. And so this young producer is like, boy, I guess some people here don't understand what it takes to pay for all this television. And she got buried. I literally went right to the comments. I was like, oh, oh, pump these comments into my veins right now. Nice. Keep them coming. Well, that is you great. can follow Steve on uh, on Twitter <laughs> at Zabe Charlie Zulu yeah, Alpha please. Bravo Echo. Give me ten extra followers. Jesus, what do I gotta do? Well, I can tell you this: they ain't coming from Pleasantville after you no, said no, that. No. <laughs> what? All right, now you're coming up for yeah. Army Navy Radio <laughs> Row. 
I don't know if you're staying for the game or not, if you're, or if you've ever been to one of these games. I have done it once. It's fantastic. I went last year. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, I went well, last year. I, yeah. I'm sure you'll probably watch it at least. Will this game be the best? Oh, yeah. Is this going to be the best game you're going to see all weekend? Because you're going to have to suffer through Eagles-Redskins, as are we. <laughs> Oh, my God. Eagles, Redskins is going to be something. Bumping uglies. And, uh, you know, it's weird. It's like the Redskins are terrible, but they're capable of laying an egg or sort of playing pretty good for spells. I I don't get it. They should not have been a game against the Packers. They were. They were down 14 nothing right away. Mm -hmm. Rodgers went into freelance mode. He was ignoring wide-open guys to try to hit home runs, and then all of a sudden it's a close game in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't know. Your Eagles – they, they don't look real fresh to me. What's been the reaction up there? Are they getting mostly killed, or is it like, okay, we got to win, we're good, let's go? No, I think the, the fan base knows what, what they have as far as the injury situation is, you know, it's just decimated, you know, certain position groups, most notably the wide receivers. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I think they'd like to make the playoffs. They'd like to beat Dallas next week, you know, make the playoffs, but they don't expect right. to go on some kind of magical run. That's what I figure. That's what I figure. So, anyway, you guys get your first look at Haskins. Uh, second look at Haskins. Wait what do you think? First look, second look. First look. First look. Yeah, he didn't yeah. play. Yeah, he didn't play the first time, right. No, it was Keenum. Um, yeah, he, he uh, right, exactly. Um, look, I don't see it. I used the line from Seinfeld with uh, Mr. Pitt in the 3D picture. He's like, I don't see it, Elaine. I don't see yes. it, Elaine. I don't see it on Haskins, but, you know, I'm cognizant of the fact that I've gotten things like all of us have so wildly wrong in the past on players and whatnot. I mean, I literally thought that RG3 was unnaturally mature and a good leader right from day one when he came in. And in fact, the exact opposite was the case, that he was a totally unlikable paper mache douchebag and that bore itself out as the years went on and as a little bit of adversity hit him so i pump my brakes on you know the future of haskins but i have a hard time seeing it i have a hard time seeing what makes him so special in a day and age where your quarterback better be able to move and i mean he can move a little bit but i'm talking like really move and get the hell out of danger and i just don't see it with him and he's also very inaccurate right now which is troubling so there's this belief, if you've watched these two teams play for whatever reason, Steve, and, and we've seen it, where even if the Skins have had a successful quarter, even half, running the football, they, they seem to want to throw more, and it happens to be against the Philadelphia Eagles a lot, right? So what do you do now? Do you go to Old Faithful and say, Adrian Peterson probably gives us the best chance of slowing things down and winning this football game, or... To your point about you don't see it with the 3D painting yet, maybe they need to see more of Haskins dropping back and throwing 35, 40 times. Yeah, well, have I got the interim coach for you, Eton? Old <laughs> covered wagon Callahan. This guy, he loves running the football. That's all he loves to do. So in the past where they would abandon the run to pass, I don't see that happening this, this game. In fact, Haskins, his attempt totals have been consistently in the low 20s. And I don't have it in front of me now, but you can look it up. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's thrown 30 passes yet in a start. Once. So yeah. either, once. Once. Okay. Against so the Jets. Either, uh, that was, I think, when they 
yeah, the Jets blew, were blowing them out 34 to three, and they said, right. okay, go ahead and pass. Um, mostly it's a prevent. Um, you know, they will run it and they will keep running it. That's what Callahan knows. That's what he does. And they actually are pretty effective at it in, in a weird sort of way. I mean, they had a drive against the Packers uh, that was 95 yards coast to coast for a touchdown that involved two passes. I was like, damn, y'all going to stop the run or just going to let them do this? So they can run it well, but at times it'll look like Army Navy, a lot of inside traps. Uh, Geis is out, though, so it's Peterson and your boy Smallwood, former Eagle. Oh, yeah. yeah. And other than that, I don't know. Peterson amazes me. You know, last year I said, prior to the season, I said if you had, if you had 1,000 yards, or no, I said if you had like 700-yard games, I'd eat a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Well, he ended up with six, and one of them was like a 98-yard game. People said I should have paid off the bet anyway. I said, no, thank God I didn't. I also said get rid of him after last year because I said that was the last good usable year of the guy. I'm telling you, when you see him run, he still runs very well for a guy's age. He's the ultimate freak. Yeah, he's a medical marvel uh, for sure. Now, I know Kerrigan's out. Uh, What's the status with Dunbar? Dunbar's 50-50, and he's he's quietly one of the best corners in the league. He's good, yeah. He doesn't get a lot of credit because he has no pedigree. You know, he was a wide receiver coming out of college. Mm -hmm. They flipped him. Now it's like, it, and it was Jay Gruden who flipped him. So, as dumb as Jay Gruden looks sometimes at the podium, he knows his football. He took a guy that was a wide receiver, undrafted free agent, made him a corner, and he turned into the Redskins' best corner. Now, the fun thing to watch for Sunday is keep an eye on old number 24, Josh Norman. They've been giving him a helmet and pads now for three weeks in a row, and they haven't been playing him at all. Really? So it's a weird mystery, like, what's going on? You know that Norman's not happy about it. Um, but I think it might have something to do with per-game bonuses. Sure. That they, they don't want to screw him out of that. Uh, they want to kind of keep sort of happy. But they clearly don't think that he is any help in terms of covering guys on the field. How do you think this game plays out from a number standpoint? It opened up four and a half. I see it at five now. Do you like the Eagles at minus five? And if so, would you take them up to minus six and a half? I I think the Redskins have a chance to, to win the game. I think it's like 17-16. And that's with no real great faith in the Redskins. I just, I don't know, you know, <laughs> watching the Eagles week to week as you guys do intensely, I don't see where the points come from. Mm-hmm. I just don't. So if I'm laying anything more than a, than a field goal, I, that makes me a little bit nervous. Makes sense. Yeah, I, the under screams too. I, I just don't know how combined oh, yeah. these two teams can get to fifty. What is the total? The total is thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine right yeah. now, and it just that could be a struggle. Yeah. Steve Zabin yeah, from the team nine eighty down in D.C. joining us on the Lighthouse Insurance guest line. All right, Steve, getting away from from the actual game. What is your uh, your best guess as to what happens uh, with Bruce Allen at uh, during the offseason? Oh, boy. I, uh, I say this on my show a lot, and I do it to try to tamp down expectations. I say Bruce today, Bruce tomorrow, Bruce forever. <laughs> I'll believe it when he's gone. It's almost like, you know, he's the nightmare that won't end. Ten years of abject futility and failure. Uh, Neil Greenberg, who does uh, uh, analytics for the Post, sports analytics, wrote a long piece which broke down in every way possible 
record, draft picks, average offense, average defense, rankings, this, that, the other. Bruce Allen's been a disaster in every regard mm. for 10 years. There is not another executive in the league that would keep his job for that long. But he keeps his job because he is Dan Snyder's number one henchman. He's the guy that will occasionally stand up in front of a microphone and take some heat. He's the guy that more of the fans' ire is directed at Bruce Allen because at least we know he can be gotten. He can, in theory, be fired. Snyder, as the owner, is never going to be fired. Right. So he's absorbing a lot of arrows right now, Bruce Allen. And I think that's why, you know, Dan has kept him on board. But as a football guy, he's been a disaster. And it's it's so insulting because, you know, he only has the job because his daddy once coached here many, many yep. moons ago. When Bruce Allen is finally thrown out, I guarantee no other team is going to pick him up and go, oh, yeah, this guy's great. We'll take him. He's done. So I'm skeptical that he'll be out. I think what they'll do is they'll shuffle him sideways, say that he's not running football, he's just running business and trying to get this new stadium built. But if he's in the building, he has the owner's ear. Mm. And if he has the owner's ear, he's still a problem. Hypothetical question. You can remove Dan Snyder with the snap of your fingers instantly, but the only person you can replace him with would be James Dolan. Would you do it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a great question. God, is that a Sophie's choice. You know what? I I think most people will probably do it. Just why why the hell not at this point, right? Well, like, because then if you're going to play this game for real, you think, well, Dolan really doesn't know anything about football. (laughs) He thinks he knows something about basketball. He's proving that to be incorrect on a daily basis. So maybe the dynamic would be different. The real hypothetical, Aton, which has been talked about because there are these, you know, fever dream fantasies of Jeff Bezos, who's got HQ2 being built across the river in D.C., that Bezos could come in and own a team. Mm. The problem is... Bezos is pretty hard left. I would imagine he's one of these people that would like to see the name change. Mm -hmm. So the hypothetical is, would you take an ouster of Snyder for Bezos, but the name and the logo would go? That's an interesting one. Well, don't, and I ask as an outsider here, do you think, though, that people are, are so fed up with Snyder that despite their reluctance to change the name and the logo, that they would just say, you know what, at this point, if it got me this guy out of here. Like, he ruined the Redskins. Let's start with a fresh with another logo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. Well, right. It all depends. I mean, the, the logo and the name are absolutely sacred to me. And so that's what I grew up on. And I also sure. know the dynamics of the PC crowd. If you get – if you if – you, uh, if you concede to the name and, and, and logo change, they're going to say, well, now you can't show any old highlights because they have the same demeaning imagery. Oh, and then it's right. like, well, wait a minute. What about our you know, 100th retrospective, you know? Oh, so that's terrible. It's a slippery slope you'll never satisfy. Yeah. Uh, you'll never satisfy. So that's why I'm hesitant. However, if it all depends on what the new name and logo would be. Let's say they went to the Warriors, the Washington Warriors. So they right. kept the same color scheme, color palette. And they went to something like a spear, like the Florida State spear, which, by the right. way, they had a version of that with Sonny Jurgensen back in the 70s. If they said 
uh, Snyder is out and we're going to the Warriors and we're going to have a spear instead of the Indian head logo, I would say done and done, wrap it up, let's go. Yeah. If they were going to become the Sea Dragons (laughs) and we'd be teal and green. Yeah, right. No. (laughs) Snyder can stay forever. Exactly. (laughs) All right, Steve. Last last one for Steve Zabin. I got to ask this because I was listening the other day. And I love your producer, Steve Solomon, known as Solly on the show. Yeah. And he opened up a verbal uh, just, I mean, he just blasted uh, Clinton Portis. Did he survive? Oh. Yeah. No, he's, he's around. But you see, here's the thing. You know, he's writing checks that I'm not saying my ass is going to have to cover. <laughs> but you see, I see Clinton. Right. I, I do a TV show with Clinton, you know, once a week or every other week. <laughs> And Clinton is the coolest, chillest dude, but financial management, yeah, that ain't his thing, man. Not his forte. That ain't his thing. <laughs> no, it's, it's not his forte. And so it's a bad deal. It's a bad deal what he got wrapped up in and the, these other players got wrapped up in. Um, but it's a case of this is, what, 70% of NFL players are broke within five years after right. yeah. quitting the league? So, real quick, how thing, man. how much of the specifics are looking like a, a scenario like a broke ESPN where these guys have been taking advantage of versus what looks to be mastermind, maybe ringleading from players first? I think it's a case of they said, okay, cool. And if anybody asks, I'll just say, oh, oh, I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. You know? Play I think athletes too often, because athletes have been, you know, athletes when they're good at early stages, high school, college, they get away with stuff. Right. So they're conditioned to think they can bat their eyes and go, oh, I didn't know. You know, the feds don't care about that. It reminds me of uh, the, the Steve Martin routine where he said, hey, let me tell you how to not pay any taxes. First, don't pay taxes. And when they come and ask you, say, I forgot. <laughs> Uh, great stuff, Steve, as always. We appreciate you jumping on and uh, enjoy the, the Army-Navy radio row and try to enjoy the Redskins-Eagles on Sunday, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. All right. May the, may the, may the least worst team win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Steve Zavin appeared on the Lighthouse Insurance guest line. Has it been a while since you've reviewed your commercial insurance coverages? Well, if your renewals have been increasing over the years, then you need to call managing partner Kevin McAdams at Lighthouse right now. 800 691 1686 and online at lighthouseins.biz. He's fantastic. Oh, yeah, he's great. Man, I'll tell you, his producer is a part of the show on the, you know, on the mic. Yeah. He crushed Clinton Portis. And I don't think Steve knew it was coming. <laughs> and he tried to shut him up. Because they're tight and... Well, they're tight. Clinton does work on the radio station. Okay. And he just, I mean, I'm talking a verbal assault. <laughs> just about the whole financial thing? Well, or what, about Clinton, period. Oh, like he it, didn't like the but, guy? But it was. I, it, I guess I'm, I'm having it, a hard time was, understanding what the rant was it, about. It was because of, he, of his involvement, with alleged involvement scam. with this scam. Healthcare scam, And right. then he just opened up a can on him. Okay. Okay. And Steve's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I texted him. I said, bro, Solly's unbelievable. He goes, uh, yeah, going to get fired. Really? Well, that's what he said. It oh obviously, obviously didn't happen, but oh it's pretty goodness. funny. All right, when we get back, that that actually... Yeah, what are we doing next? Well, I'm, I'm curious, though. Has that ever happened with you? What? 
All right, I, I want. Let's look at this. When we come back, thanks, Total. Josh. Totals. Yes. So I'll explain what that means. Also, has that ever happened to you? It's happened to me before. Something similar to that. Okay. We'll where I it. tore into a former player slash current analyst at University of Tennessee. Okay. The Volunteers. All right. Unbeknownst to me, the man. He was listening. Not only listening, but was it a station employee? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, oh, I can't wait to hear this. I'm curious if it ever happened to you. We're live at Parks Casino. ParksCasino.com slash PA. Use our promo code SWEEP. And you get a risk-free bet up to $500. You cannot beat that. Nobody's offering a higher risk-free amount than $500. That's at Parks Casino. ParksCasino.com slash PA. Promo code SWEEP. Eight-town, by the way. Yeah, amazing eight-town. Live from Parks. You're already launching into your uh, your totals idea. ParksCasino.com slash PA. Promo code SWEET. Yeah. Risk-free bet up to $500. Uh, step it up, take a risk. We normally have that right. music here. So, why don't, Josh, can we at least get your thoughts on the Army-Navy game? Jesus. I mean, for, for a guy who every single week this year has thrown in Navy one or of the Air four. Force or right. something. I mean, Jesus. Do you realize that you are letting people down right now without having at least one pick on the Army-Navy game? So... Two things. One, I didn't think I was letting anybody down because I'm only five games above 500 on the season. Second it's- of all, the Army Navy game—it's—it's it's kind of sacrilegious in in you know my family to go you know making money bets on that game. That's that's a little uh, what? That, that, that's a little low low for you know even me. Why? Because- Explain that. Because it's it's military. It's, you take a military team yeah, yeah, every yeah. week against non-military teams. Oh God! Well, they they don't like each other. Yeah, and this is why it's the most unpredictable game on the schedule. Oh, it's very predictable. Okay, so who's going to win then? Navy's going to roll them. See, Army's, got, Army's got nothing this year. So how, so how much are you putting on that game? The Navy's going to roll them. I don't know. I'll probably put my usual. I took Army number. with the points. You did? Yeah, I, I didn't know what the hell to do. I didn't think he would. I didn't think he'd give the game out, so I just jumped on it. Oh, See, you did. This, the, I am a perfect representation of somebody out there who is now rudderless. Yeah. Who has now no direction because, because Josh, Josh Henning yeah. refused to give a pick today. Ridiculous. And they probably thought, "Oh my God, they're not going to do the step it up at one thirty. So somebody probably locked into Army at twelve oh eight, and now they're screwed. First well, of all, if someone locked in at twelve oh eight just because I didn't have a pick ready is ridiculous. It's panic. Hey, people it panic, man. If they don't have it, if you know how people in this society work, if there's no direction, they panic. Right. But I should note that there's only one game on the entire Army schedule that they lost by double digits significantly all year. Mm-hmm. So they've even the games they've lost have all been close outside of the Hawaii game, which Hawaii is probably the most ridiculous offense and no defense team in the country. Otherwise, you're only losing by four to Air Force. What was it? Uh, I think it was like five to San Jose State. So it's not like Army is a dumpster fire. I mean, remember the Michigan game? That was one of our picks yeah, this year. Yeah, Michigan really stunk back then. That was week two. That was in Michigan, though. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but. Hawaii's a good team. Hawaii's going to roll BYU. You think so? Yeah. So where are we at now? Are you is picking? There, is there a general consensus, or do you want to just give the pick? Are you picking JMU tonight? 
No, you can't even get that. I, I don't. I I can't honestly give a pick on that intelligently. Villanova, JMU, wow. who's he's, playing? He's lost his mojo. You're five games I'm over 500, you, man. He's starting to be tentative. You know, I don't. Like, you know what you I know about the, JMU? I I know they didn't cover against West Virginia earlier this year. That's what yeah. I know. Okay. But you know how you look at the games when you're feeling good and they sort of jump yeah. out at you at bold face type yeah. and they're they're begging you, hey, hey, bet me, bet me. He's not seeing that anymore. There's one game. Are you seeing ghosts tomorrow. out there? What's going yeah. on? He's hearing ghosts. He's like <laughs> Sam Darnold. Unbelievable. Yes. My my hair ain't that good. Look, here's wow. the deal. I was figuring that because I've had so much going on this week, that next week I would go head on into the bowl season with picks next Friday. Uh, see, it's That's fine. Because, it's I, I don't Gil think Gil was gone this week. We have to blame Gil. Much more is put on Josh's shoulders when Gil is away. And Gil's back next week. So that's why we have to blame Gil. Yes. Now, Gil should have just given us a pick then if that was the case. <laughs> right? I mean, if Josh is doing all the stuff for Mike, then Mike should just step up and do Josh's role here on the show at one thirty. Yeah? You think so? You, offer us a unlike Army plus ten and a half. I don't know. Yeah. I, I still have no right. idea who to take in this game. Well, what about the totals thing? What were you trying to do? Right. Yeah, what I'll, is this totals thing? Are we at the point now where you, you're, both of you are on Navy? Is that where we're at right now? No, I'm, I'm saying take Army in the points. Harry? Harry's I'm, going I, Navy in the I points. I rode the midshipman. Triple option? Hmm. They they're, both do they're it. They're both triple I know. option. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> yeah. it, This probably would be a good – well, I don't know, though. They score. Navy scores running that triple option. You might want to take the over on this game. I was just say, thinking that. All right, I'm going to. Is it still 41? What is the total? 42, I think it is, depending on where you 40 get 40 and a half, 41. Yeah, okay. I'll take the over on that. Hmm. All right. It's I, 40 where I look oh, at it. Oh, wow. Do you oh, like wow. 40? Well, it's going to rain tomorrow. The weather's not going to be supposed good. to rain today if it's not already raining up yeah, where we no, are. Yeah, I know. Today sucks. It's like 50 degrees and it's going to rain. Any day it gets near 50 now, it's going to rain. You don't think you could sneak nine in right I now? I doubt it. You come over to my club if you I like. highly doubt Well, it's not about the club. The club's wide open. Harry, you know what you need to do? You need the entrepreneur an inside a, like a, a dome golf course. Yes. Where it's right. like, you know, it's, it's an indoor course, but has all the accru- accoutrements mm-hmm. of outdoors. Right. Yeah, he's right. Uh, I don't know, you would, you would make bank off that, Harry. I need to put a bubble, like, over a, a, an existing golf course. Like a greenhouse effect. Yes. That'd be nice. And then when it's really hot outside, you just pump in air conditioning. The problem is, is that you need to get really high up on that roof. Yeah, you know, you for do. that thing to work, because some of those balls will oh, take yeah. off. Yeah. Well, you know, right, look at how the domes are for football stadiums. What's the totals? Here? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess you would have to look at it similarly, although uh, I don't know if what goes higher, a punt or a drive? A punt. Okay. Probably a punt. Hang yeah. time? I don't know. You should see me. You know, I guess Jason Day, he hits it really high. That's tr- Yeah, so you, you have know. one or two guys that probably yeah. break it. Like that punter who used to hit the scoreboard on purpose. Yep. In Dallas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's try to do this. I have the totals in front of me, but rarely do the totals represent accurately what will be on Sunday or Monday. So let's look at this and try to pick and identify what will be the highest scoring game. Okay. All right. So I'll start in reverse. The total between the Titans and Texans is at 51 and a half. 
That, to my knowledge right now, including Sunday and Monday night, is the highest number on the board. Yeah, Titans have been putting up a lot of They points. have been. Now, yeah. I'm looking at some numbers, some low numbers. Skins, Eagles, 38 and a half. There's one lower than that. Yeah, there is one. There's one close to 35, isn't there? Buffalo, Pittsburgh. Yes. 37, I see. Okay. Now, we've seen this before. That Thursday, Thanksgiving, that Bears Lion Blau threw three touchdowns, right? Yeah. Or two touchdowns at least. Yeah. So let's look at this realistically. I think at 48 and a half, and I'll start off here, despite Cleveland, Arizona being 49, Texans, Titans, 51 and a half. Hell, even the Giants and Dolphins, Harry, are at 46. But I think the highest scoring game of the weekend will actually be played where we just mentioned and referenced that scoreboard. And it'll be the Rams and the Cowboys. Wow. Yes. Really? At 48 and a half, I still think that they're going to be the highest scoring game. Mainly because, and I didn't see, I didn't know this until I, I was, saw this stat pop up, but the Cowboys take the least amount of time in the NFL per snap. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. They love to go fast. Hmm. Love to move the football down the field as fast as possible. Dak Prescott is throwing the football a lot, a lot of yards this year. And look, the Rams have woken up. Is that fair to say? Yes, totally. They have well, woken up. So is Gurley. They've now reincorporated Absolutely. Todd Gurley into the offense. Gurley looks like he's running downhill yeah. every single time he gets the football. I could easily see this thing going into the high 40s, into the 50s now total. I, I think it's the highest scoring game. For me, and again, look. It could be Jacksonville, Oakland, the way both of these teams like to run the football. Yeah. And who knows? Jacobs is going to play. Is he is? Okay, Fair. now that's huge, too. Yeah. But I'll go Dallas and the L.A. Rams for the highest scoring game of the weekend. Okay. Is there a game that jumps out at you that you think will be a higher scoring game? I will take that Oakland-Jacksonville oh, game. Oh, as the highest yeah, scoring game. I, will. I think Oakland is going to lay a, a biblical beatdown on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Final it's game the, in the black it's hole, the final game in the black hole. And I'm telling you what, John, I'll tell you what, man. Is that right? John Gruden wants nothing more than to beat somebody up so he can run down there and jump into the black hole at the end of the yep. game. Is he going to do that? Yes. Has he done that already? I don't know, but he's going to do it Sunday. Are there this odds? Does it. Parks have odds They're on that They're out of here? the 5-1-0, man. This is it. I'm taking the points with the Raiders 100%. Yeah, I already did. I did it on Monday at 5. <laughs> I'll take it now at 6.5. Is it 6.5? Yeah. Well, Jack, that's I mean, going to be 7 by games, I guarantee. And I'll still take close. it at 7. Yeah. Jacksonville. Well, how much money is on Jackson? Is Jacksonville on? has quit. They have quit. Right. I get that. But how much money is on? I have no idea. The Raiders. Does that know. not impact your decision? No, I already did. Hold on, I'll pull it up. I have it here too. Too much data clouds your head. Seventy-five percent of the bets, sixty-two percent of the hey, money on the Raiders. Yeah. Now again, it's only nineteen hundred bets, so uh, it will ramp up a little more. Yeah. But I can't. Like, who's betting on the Jaguars? Tom Coughlin. Oh. I think I Tom, talked to somebody be betting uh, against them. Is that right? Yeah, he might. Is he betting against them? Well, you know, he's, he's going to be out of a job soon anyway. So well, he doesn't yeah, this care. is going to be like that millions Niners of dollars in the bank. Yeah. Now another one that I don't trust, and it's only because of something I heard from a buddy of mine in Vegas. Apparently, books are prepared to take a major win on that Carolina-Seattle game. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah, and, and I, I don't know. It, it defies logic. I took Seattle. I, I did, too, and yeah. I was ridiculed by a buddy of mine who does a show out in Vegas because he has the, a couple of these guys on from the books you know, every week, and he said that they are prepared. He, he does a show out there from one of the books. He said they are prepared. They are preparing to take a major victory. Oh, victory. Off, yes. Well, off then of they them. probably have uh, Carolina. They do. They yeah. do. But here's the thing. Mm. I jumped on Seattle at minus four and a half when I, that thing opened up. Yeah, I think I think Carolina's packed Me it in, too. too. And, I, and so, again. I agree. Yeah. Yes, but here's the difference. Nobody out in Vegas, in parks, in Jersey, nobody yeah. is, is giving you that argument about the Jaguars because it's evident that the Jaguars have quit. Mm-hmm. What's changed in Carolina over the last four, three, four weeks that, I, that these people out there would say, oh, they're prepared to take a hit? I don't, I don't think there's or anything. Or victory, sorry. You know, sometimes those guys you know, try to talk themselves into something happening because they know that it's going to be so lopsided in certain games that they need they this need side that so badly. So, so they're talking themselves. You just talk it so it's true. Is that like Josh talking himself into taking army? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's very similar. <laughs> I, seriously, I, I don't know what the hell's happening. Carolina to me looks like a team that does not want to be out on the football field. Well, and they got no coach. They know that you know Cam Newton's going to get traded. That whole that whole organization's going to be you know redone. Does McCaffrey? Uh, Chris Carson's healthy now. Carson is, then, yeah. you know, your boy Penny's out. Rashad Penny's out, yeah, but still, out. this is a Carson day where you can run all over this day. I don't this know. This would be a nice day for Lockett to reemerge. Yeah. He's having a down year as far as production. I don't know why Russell Wilson doesn't throw him the ball anymore. He's probably covered. Yeah, they cover they cover the Saints over the top a lot now. It makes sense, right? By Force way, them to be the Saints. Force them to throw short. Aton, there's one game on here that the, the underdog scares me a little bit. What's that? The Broncos are currently plus nine and a half and plus ten, depending on what book you look at. I jumped at it at plus nine and a half. Oh my goodness! This this screams only like three to seven point win for the yep. Chiefs right now. I agree. Something about Denver. Denver is the opposite of the two teams we just laid out. Denver's going absolutely nowhere, but for whatever reason, they want to play football. It's true, lock man. It's true. You know, it was Brandon Allen three weeks ago. Now right. it's Drew Locke two straight weeks. You know, it's because Vic Fangio wants to blow up the division. I saw NFL. that. Oh, <laughs> Vic, Vic Fangio. Yeah. That moron wants 16 teams in each conference, and they each play one another once a year. Is that really what he's pushing yeah. for? Yeah. Why? He was on some show. I don't know if it was a TV show or a radio show. All right. We're going to get to the bottom of this coming up. Back after this. Listen to Maze and Aton anywhere. Will you stay focused? Can you focus on something to start today's show? Download the 97.3 ESPN mobile app now. 97.3 E is hit the text board once today. Oh, is that right? We just flew by. Think about it. We talked about the Sixers. We talked about the Eagles. Yeah. We talked about some other random stuff that had nothing to do with either. And then we hit Steve Zabin. And then we hit the totals. And just to recap, I like the Rams and Cowboys to hit the highest. You like the Titans, no, no the Raiders. Jags and Raiders. Yeah. Josh, did you want to? Do you like the Raiders as well? I thought you jumped in and said that as well. I'm all on the Raiders and the points. All right. Now, one thing we did not hit as mentioned was the text board. A bunch of people weighing in throughout 609-403-0973. So we apologize for neglecting. But you have to understand that we had a jam-packed program. 
So it flew by. It today. did. It did. As Hopefully, it, it did for people listening. As it typically does. Dan from Tuckerton. I'll yeah. read you a couple of texts. If a Philadelphia-based station, which understandably shows some team-slash-player bias, is this tough on Ben, talking about us, I can only imagine what other sports markets think of him. It also adds in Boston Scott, the green monster. The green monster. That's the, you know, you're, you're going Boston, Fenway Park, Wall. See, I like the play off. I like the idea of stealing something from Boston because it's not like... You can't take this, and this doesn't work unless the dude's name is Boston. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, right. you can't play off that. Same thing with Dallas Goddard. Now, Goddard, I don't think we're ready to give Goddard a nickname yet, but Boston Scott is taking the scene by storm. Yeah, he's kind of underwhelmed me this year. I expected a whole lot more out of Goddard. Me too. I'm, uh, you know. I'm very disappointed. Between yeah. drops and just kind of disappearing at yeah. times. He's had big plays, don't get he me has, wrong. But he has. But, uh, you don't like the Green Monster. Well, I mean, he's 5'7", 205. I like that, though. Isn't that kind of the whole play on the fat guy getting called skinny yeah. and the skinny guy getting called fat? No, but, I mean, he's he's thick in the bottom, man, for a little guy. Well, so is Sproles with well, those right. tree yeah. trunks, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. It's I, not bad. I, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. I, I think that there, it's on to something, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Is that the only text? No. It's interesting to see. So we got a text from someone who says, I work in one of the few industries where the R word, the word that got Janoris Jenkins released from the Giants due to a tweet, yeah. is still used. Really? Yeah. He, wait, he works in an industry where it's used? Yes, because he's talking about jet pipes and thrust levers. Oh, but it's not used in the same. No, beca- okay. because you actually have that. That word means something yes. other than what it's been. And, and it this means to like slow down. Correct. Things. Correct. Yes. And and almost divert yeah. and, and kind of change and alter in a negative way, growth or, or process, right? Mm-hmm. But of course, three. It's like three percent of our population will take something that's already in existence mm-hmm. and turn that into a negative or a hate turn or something like that. Yeah. And then 97% of us will say, we can't say that anymore. We can't do that anymore. A small fringe of people will say, look, it happens every like 10, 15 years where something new becomes unsayable. And it's like, whoa, 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 wait a second, wait a when second. When did that happen? Right. And, and you look at it and think, is this a societal shift? Yes, but why? Well, because a small percentage of people decided one day to say, you can't say that term anymore, even though you can still use it as you just laid out in proper terms. Right. Like, even if you say it in proper terms, people will say, oh, you can't say that anymore. When when did that word become a no-no? Like, what? do you know what year that was? It it was, I would say, over the last 15 years. 15? Yeah. I'd say over the last 15 years, we're in 2020, we're about to hit. I'd say it's something that has been more constant over what, the last 15 years. Wasn't that years. used in the um, the Hangover movie? Ooh, which one? Didn't, I think, the first one. Didn't uh, Galifianakis' character say that? Might be. That could be pretty good Galifianakis. Galifianakis. That's some deep-cut Galifianakis. I even to... say that word. Well, uh, Galifianakis. Is that, can we say Galifianakis I, anymore? I don't know. Or is that out? That might be. You know what I mean? Well, you never know. You don't hey, want to offend people. It might be offensive. You do not want to offend like anybody. Halapulavati. Now, jump that. Halapulavati Vitae. You cursed to dump it. 
The Maze and Aton Show, a Jacob Media Sports presentation. This season, the Eagles pregame starts at Dunkin'. DD Perks members score a dollar medium hot or iced coffee on Eagles game days. So don't just celebrate the Eagles from the sidelines. Head to Dunkin' and get a kick before the kickoff. Plus, DD Perks members get a $1 medium hot or iced coffee the day after every Eagles win this season. Just use your Perks and Roll Dunkin' card or show your loyalty ID. Eagles fans run on Dunkin'. Includes cold brew. Limit one per guest per visit. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. Wet basement or nasty crawl space? Dry Guys is your answer for basement, crawl space, and foundation problems. They have over 30 patented products, including unique insulation packages and great warranties, too. Family-owned Dry Guys has been providing peace of mind for over 30 years to homeowners just like you. So what are you waiting for? Call 844-470-4808, 844-470-4808, or visit dryguysonair.com. Take the first step. You'll be glad you did. Go to dryguysonair.com. If you run a business in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, or Delaware, you're familiar with workers' comp insurance. Did you know Pennsylvania and New Jersey rates have dropped this year? Let Lighthouse Commercial Insurance help you take full advantage of the change. With 25 years of experience in the market, they know the most reputable and the most aggressive carriers. Give my friend Kevin a call at 800-691-1686. That's 800-691-1686. Or visit them online at lighthouseins.biz. 